Hi, you're listening to Your Best with my nanny, Kathy Weckworth. Hi, this is Kathy Weckworth, Executive Director of Best Life Ministries, and you're listening to Your Best, a motivational, inspirational 30 minutes that will help you want to be your best. Hi, this is Lee Stumberg, competitor on NBC's American Ninja Warrior, and you're listening to Your Best with Kathy Weckworth. Today's topic is being strong mentally, physically, and spiritually. So often in life, I'll be headed home from the grocery store with a lot of groceries, and I'll pull right into that driveway at the farm. Farmer Dean will come over with a big grin and say, Ma'am, you need some help? I always smile, knowing that I'm wimpy. I say, absolutely. While other kids loved the days of basketball in the courts of my high school or relishing the loops around my track there, I was wishing and praying for when P.E. class was over and I could get back to the library for studying or the music room so I could write another song. I had no desire to prove myself worthy or muscular. As a matter of fact, I think I've always been a wimp. But there have been times where I watched the farmer lift huge pounds of steel or machinery at the farm and I wish I had those muscles. There are times when I see my three girls come in from outside carrying a huge dresser or a couple of heavy boxes, and I think, well, that didn't come from my side of the family. I just have never been strong or athletic. My mom and dad knew that. As a matter of fact, neither one of my siblings were very strong or athletic either. Each one of us excelled in something different. I think it was mental strength. When recently challenged to read a book in a quick amount of time, I devoured every word in four hours while my girlfriend is still working on the same book a couple of months later. Dad told us that as long as we're alive, we needed to learn, but he also taught us something else. He said that it's not just about learning and strengthening our minds, it's about learning and strengthening our spirits. Hmm, that's an interesting thought. As a matter of fact, Scripture tells us in 2 Timothy 3.16, All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. In other words, we're supposed to be reading and praying to become our best spiritually. We need to be spending time with Christ. It means that if we're studying Scripture and seeking God, we can become completely equipped for whatever comes our way. As a leader of a ministry, I work diligently to learn from God's Word and His Spirit each and every day. I want to strengthen my inner core, as Paul says in Ephesians 3.16. He says, I pray that out of the riches of His glory, He may strengthen you with power through His Spirit in your inner being, so that you and I can have strong insights to face challenges, troubles, criticisms, and critics who want to understand why we believe what we believe. Friends, you know, over the past couple of weeks, I was really attacked on Facebook. It was tough. Wow. I don't know if you were anything like me with all of that hubbub happening with the election. People were really interesting. You know, I lost friends over it. I had strangers attacking me and several people that they didn't even know on my Facebook page. And you know why? Because I said, let's pray for peace. They didn't like that. Did I post something great about Hillary? Did I post something great about Donald? Nope. I said, let's pray for peace. And people went crazy. People ambushed me. They called me and my friends uneducated, white, privileged. I wanted to respond by saying, hey, don't let my daddy know because he paid like equivalent to 35 grand a year so I could go and become educated. 
Here's what I know. Because of my inner core strength from studying scripture, walking on my, you know, feet very carefully through life, I believed I could handle it. I didn't try to hurt in my response. I just stood up for what I believed. That's having the inner strength spiritually. I don't always have the inner strength, but I try. Physically, I'm not so good about that, having that strength. Emotionally, any way that you can be strong, God wants us to be working on that physically, spiritually, and mentally. How do we stay strong when things are tough, when we have, oh, I don't know, things like job loss or retirement or friends and family deserting us or even a really desperate illness? Joining me on today's show is Leif Sundberg. Leif, also known as the Swedish Ninja, a recent competitor in season eight of the TV reality show called American Ninja Warrior, is right here with us. He's a graduate of Bethel University and is currently working as a nuclear medicine technologist. Is that right, Leif? Wow. That's, that is correct. That's that sounds, quite a title. Yes, uh, but brilliant. Not as complicated as it sounds. And you <laughs> work on the weekends at Ninja Warrior Gym in Edina. Is that right? That is correct. Oh, yep, I that's, love uh, place it. Called Obstacle Academy in Edina. So, Leaf, the whole uh, name there, the nuclear medicine, sounds kind of like you're a brain surgeon or getting ready for, you know, NASA. You know, getting ready to help <laughs> them. I that, love that, it. That's. Uh, people's uh, typical first thought, but basically I just work in radiology and I okay. scan patients all day. Oh, that's great. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I am so excited to talk to you because for the first time ever, I watched American Ninja Warrior when you were on and I thought, mm-hmm. oh my stars, this is the most incredibly uplifting, encouraging I, I mean, I loved I loved the whole thing. So we're going to talk about it. Um, this is a show that consists of multiple contestants competing on a strenuous obstacle course. Contestants are judged based on how fast they go. Top athletes are chosen to compete for the ultimate prize, a grand prize of a million dollars. So, Leif, when did you first get a desire to be a part of this competition, and where did that desire originate? Um, I, you know, I've always been a big fan of the show. Um, even before it came to America, the, the show actually originated in Japan on a show called Sasuke. And about seven years ago, the show made its way uh, to America. And I've always enjoyed the show, and I've always been inspired by it. But I, I was kind of held back where, you know, I'm seeing these elite athletes. I'm like, well, I can never be like them. You know, I, I can never um, reach the level that they're at. And my source of motivation um, actually comes from my mother. Uh, my mother was diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's disease, and it was her battle with the disease, you know, fighting this, uh, you know, this immovable, you know, object, um, Alzheimer's, no cure, and how she was able to get up each day and just have a hope for tomorrow. And mm-hmm. that uh, motivated me to say, hey, you know what, I'll give this a shot. You know, I... My mom can battle Alzheimer's. I can battle uh, to be an American Ninja Warrior. And um, here I am competing on the show. Wow, that's so amazing. So let's talk a little bit about your mom. Now, she was, was she a professor at, at Bethel? Was she a yeah, teacher? So she, okay. she was a professor at a Bethel University. Um, she was the director of the organizational leadership program there. Um, and, you know, she thoroughly enjoyed Bethel. And it was um, her love for the school that motivated me to um apply and uh, get my undergrad there. Okay. And when did she find out, at what age did she find out that she was, 
you know, launching into this? So she was diagnosed at 53. Um, however, you know, she's so she showed symptoms in her um, middle to late 40s. Um, okay. My father and I would bring her to different neurologists. We knew something was up and she knew something was up. And each neurologist we brought her to, you know, said it was, you know, oh, it's stress from work, you know, stress from moving. Um, and they said that that was causing her decline in memory, um, but it never got better. Mm. And as a final um, last effort, we brought her to the Mayo Clinic in Rochester. And it was there she was diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's disease at the age of 53. Wow, so young. And Leif, one of the things that's so interesting about life and how we all connect is that I was the worship director at First Baptist Church where your amazing cousin Jennifer was an incredible help to me and an assistant, and I loved your grandma and your grandpa. But your grandma at that same time began struggling as well. Was that right? Was it around the same time that she was having? It was, yep, it was shortly after my mother um, passed away from the disease that um, my grandmother, um, Donna Sumberg, began to have symptoms, and um, the disease eventually um, took her life, unfortunately, and we're at this point, you know, where um, Alzheimer's does not have a cure or a treatment, and so a diagnosis of the disease is unfortunately a, a, a death sentence. So once you became determined to become a competitor on the show, how long did it take you to train and prepare for this event? <laughs> yeah, well, once um, I was fully committed to um, trying to um, apply for the show, it did become a almost a part-time job where I'm putting in 10 to 15 hours of hard training a week um, and it, it you know takes a lot of commitment and it just being continuous with my training and being determined um, and to do well in the show you need different facets of fitness and so I do a lot of balance with a little yoga I do a lot of strength training I do cardio running um, but you know it's, it's the strength inside of me that you know motivates me to try to be something more. Um, and that one, That's what motivates me to work out, to give that extra effort. And it was great to kind of see everything come together um, by competing on the show. So I read that you had to work on endurance for your challenge. How did you work on endurance physically, mentally, and spiritually to prepare for this event? Um, so like I mentioned, you know, physically, you know, just putting hours um, in the gym, on the trails running, 10, 15 hours a week. And, you know, when you put that much time into, you know, trying to achieve something, it does, you know, become more than a, a physical feat. It's mentally and, you know, spiritually, you know, I had to um, mentally, you know, stay the course, you know, not waver, you know, um, keep a strict diet, um, you know, to you know, motivate myself to get out of bed and do those early morning runs. And, you know, when, you know, mentally, you know, I started to break down, that's spiritually when things start to seep in, you know, um, finding comfort in God to, um, you know, push me that much harder. Um, And to when I, you know, my lowest lows that, you know, God was there with me and he was able to bring me up and um, get me back on my feet and get me going again. Mm, That's so encouraging. When were you on the show competing and what was it like? So I competed this past season, uh, season eight on American Ninja Warrior, and I competed in the Midwest region, which was Indianapolis in Indiana. Um, and 
I didn't really know what it was like going into it, um, but it was really a surreal experience. Um, they basically shut down the entire city for the show, um, wow. and it is a, uh, a feat to see. Um, one thing that most people don't realize when they're watching the show, they, you know, they film at night, and so they start filming around 10 o'clock at night, and they probably go until 4 o'clock in the morning, and I ran around uh, 2 in the morning, so that's wow. when it really becomes a, a, a mental um, aspect of it comes into play. Um, but it was such an incredible experience, and I'm so grateful for it, and I'm you know, still doing it to this day, and I'm planning on applying for season nine. That is so exciting. So, Leaf, when you talk about being up in the middle of the night and doing all this, because it's really very strenuous and it's kind of stressful. I mean, for me, just watching people, you know, I was like so nervous. So what did mm-hmm. you do? Did you have to tune people out? What did you focus on? What did you think? You know, as I'm prepping myself, um, getting ready for my run, you know, I just um, you know, spiritually and mentally, you know, trying to focus. Just praying that God gives me comfort, that gives me the strength to, you know, do everything to the best of my ability. Um, and, you know, when you step up to that starting line, um, it, everything just shuts down and it just becomes automatic. Um, and, you know, as I'm going along, um, I don't really remember too much of it because I do kind of blank out. Um, but I was happy with my performance. Um, I felt like I possibly could have done better, but that's why I'm applying for this next season. But, you know, overall happy with how things turned out and the experience I was able to make. That's so great. So listeners, I love this quote that Leaf said in an interview with his alma mater, Bethel University. Leaf told them his time at Bethel influenced this path. He said, while I was at Bethel, the idea of pursuing excellence was instilled into my work ethic. He explains in school, friendships, faith, sports, and now in Ninja Warrior, I've always tried to be the best I could be. And I love that because our show is called Your Best, and it's trying to encourage our listeners to become their very best. So listeners, where we can get our strength is from God, no matter what. Psalms 18, 2 tells us, The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Let's listen to this song from the back of my old worship director shelf from father and son, Aaron Jeffrey, along with DC Talk, called I Go to the Rock. We'll be right back with Lee. Christ's solid rock I stand When I need a 
Sunberg, and he is an incredible young man who was just on the season eight of the show called America Ninja Warrior. So if you're familiar with that, how exciting is this for you to be listening to him? So Leaf, you started a fundraiser to help the fight against Alzheimer's called Ninja Warrior Against Alzheimer's. Tell our listeners a little bit about this. Yeah. Um, so once I knew I was competing on the show, I just didn't want to compete. I wanted to do something a little bit more. And, you know, thinking uh, about how my mom's battle with Alzheimer's motivated me to um, compete on the show, I thought I could, you know, do a fundraiser for Alzheimer's disease. Um, Alzheimer's disease is something that is, um, I'm sure, you know, listeners out there have at least one close family member who is um, battling with the disease or who has battled with it. And it's something becoming more prominent in our society. And, Unfortunately, right now, there's no treatment or cures for it. Um, so I started this fundraiser to try to um, raise some funds for Alzheimer's disease. And if you Google search Ninja Warrior Against Alzheimer's, you'll find my fundraising page. And I had a fundraising goal of $5,000. And I think last time I checked, I think I'm about $100 short. I'm, about, I'm sitting wow. at about 4900 That's um, so great. So listeners, we're going to key right <laughs> into that because somebody out there is going to really have $100 to throw right at you. So tell us again where we can find that info, Leaf. Um, if you Google search Ninja Warrior Against Alzheimer's, uh, my fundraising page will be the first one to pop up, and it's through a fundraising fundraising site called CrowdRise. Okay. Um, and on my fundraising page, it just goes um, further and uh, further in depth into my story and how Alzheimer's disease played a role in my life. Mm. 
So if you could share a closing thought about creating strength mentally, physically, and spiritually for whatever people are going to face in life, what would you tell people? Um, I would say that, um, you know, everyone here on planet Earth, we go through trials and tribulations um, that, you know, really shake us to our core. And um, while my mom was battling with Alzheimer's disease in the back of my head, I always thought that, you know, God can never give me too much to handle. Um, but, you know, many times I found myself broken, um, broken down and, and, you know, with my lowest lows. And, you know, I, you know, I felt separated from God in my lowest lows. But um, as I continued, to, you know, to move throughout life, I knew that God was always there. And, you know, I was broken to pieces. But with God's help, he put me back together Um it made me stronger than I was before. Um, and it kind of plays on that. There's, I, I'm going to butcher the name, but there's a form of pottery in Japan called Kitsasuji, I believe. Um, the name's escaping me. But basically what it is, the potter takes a bowl, breaks a bowl, and then he puts the pieces back with gold. And the bowl that's recreated becomes um, more beautiful than it was before. And mm. you know, I, that's how... I see walking through life, you know, we face these um, obstacles that break us down. But with God's help, we're able to um, put ourselves back together and become better than we were before. What an incredible visual for us as listeners to be able to think about that as we're talking today about the topic of becoming strong physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, every way that we can, becoming our best. And so, Leaf, thank you so much for being with us today. And tell me, you've got some exciting news coming up about your own personal life. You want to tell the listeners? Yeah. So uh, this March, I am uh, marrying my biggest fan, um, my fiance Victoria Richmond. And we've got a big wedding coming up, and we are thoroughly looking forward to that. Well, congratulations to you both, and you definitely deserve it. And good luck on your tryout. Now, when's your tryout for the Season 9 going to be? So I am currently getting my application together, and what that consists of is a large questionnaire as well as a three-minute application video. And if there's any listeners out there want to apply for this show, you can search online and find that application and give it a shot. I would uh, encourage you to do so. That's so great and very exciting. And, of course, if my daddy was sitting here, he'd say, Kathleen, we don't tell people good luck. We don't believe in good luck. So I'm going to have to restate this. God's blessings to you as you work on getting ready for that. I'm excited for you. And I think it's wonderful you're getting married. And thanks for being on the show and encouraging us. And we look forward to hearing more and finding out more about you. Thank you, Kathy. It was wonderful being on the show. Blessings. Listeners, how do we build up our physical, mental, and spiritual muscles? Physical. We just heard from someone who loved sports and worked out to build muscles and prepare for a huge undertaking of a TV show where you're competing. It takes time, dedication, and a strong determination to work on getting your body in physical shape to be your very best. Mental. When we mentally prepare for something, we do a lot of self-talk. I allow the reminders of what God thinks of me to be my center focus. I put myself in a positive frame of mind, a thankful frame of mind, and I think through what could happen and how I'll respond. Spiritual Muscles. We must be in the Word of God. We must be in prayer, and we must be in worship. Well, listeners, one of the ways to really think about preparing our minds spiritually while we're in worship 
is to really focus on God, how we feel about him, what kind of time we're spending with him and believing in him and listening to him and seeking him. Here's our friend Tony Guerrero with Everyday Worship. Hello, listeners. This is Tony Guerrero with Everyday Worship. Let's talk about altars. We don't build altars anymore. Sure, we build churches and place altars in them, all-purpose altars designed to handle all the ritual services and events that make up church life as we know it, but I'm talking about personal altars. Altars created by the work of our hands for the sole purpose of remembering what God has done or what He has promised. Altars built simply to honor God and to worship Him. Stones piled high signifying that we are marking this spot as a place of significance. Here I will pause to worship God. Here I will return to remember God. Here will stand a memorial to God who moved in a mighty way. Here I will build an altar out of obedience and reverence. In the Old Testament, altars were built for a variety of reasons. Primarily, they were designed to be memorials to God, to be reminders of the varied ways He would interact with His people. They stood to memorialize God's promises, God's power, God's protection, our trust in Him, our commitment to Him, our hope in Him, and for numerous other reasons. Scripture is ripe with examples of people building altars. Noah built an altar to remember God's deliverance. Abram built altars to remember God's promises. There were many more. Even a cursory study of the Old Testament will reveal that altar building was commonplace for believers. Altars were built to mark a specific moment in time, but designed to last for future generations so that all who passed an altar would be reminded that God worked here in some way. They were intended to be places where people could return long after the event that led to them and to remember God and His work. We don't build those kind of altars anymore. If we did, every church and every Christian home would be crowded with piles of rocks. This pile is to remind me of how God protected my family in a crisis. This pile celebrates God's goodness. This pile celebrates our trust in Him. You get the picture. Over time, I've realized that perhaps I should be encouraging people to build altars, even you. How has God acted in your life? What promise did He make to you or fulfill for you? What prayer has He answered? What if you were to build an altar to commemorate that? Perhaps write a poem or create a scrapbook, maybe frame a photo. What if you created something tangible that could stand for long after the event and that others might see and even ask about? If you did this, perhaps you can imagine your home over time filled with altars to God's greatness in your own life. What a testament and a daily reminder that would be. You don't have to be artistic or even very creative. After all, early altars were just piles of stones. But I would encourage you to start building altars. Create and display specific reminders of every time God works in your life. You may find that being surrounded by constant physical reminders of God's works, promises, and fulfillments makes it much easier to remember how He holds you in the palm of His hand. It will make doubting Him during the trying times much harder as well. There's a reason they built altars back in those days. That reason, God, is still with us. It's just that we stopped commemorating. I say, let's start building altars. Thanks so much, Tony, for sharing those thoughts with us. Listeners, as we're just continuing to mull over the thoughts about becoming our best, being strong, I know for me, I mean, I already admitted to you at the beginning of the show, I'm just kind of a wimp. Sometimes that makes me feel like a loser. But I know in God's eyes, 
It doesn't matter if I'm strong or not, if I'm weak. As a matter of fact, he tells us that he's strong when we're weak. We can depend on him. We can rely on him. Just like the song said, I go to the rock. I go to the rock where he's our salvation. He's our strong and mighty tower. Isn't it so neat how scripture talks over and over about God being a strong tower, about Jesus Christ providing our strength. I think again about that verse I told you about with Peter. I love it, where in one of the uh, translations of Scripture, it says that we are to develop an inner core strength. Now, if we talked to Leaf about that, he would say that physically you develop that core strength, that power that can push past what we think we can That's what God wants us to do while we're looking at becoming our very best. So as you're determining what it is that you need to do to get you on the path to build up your strength physically, mentally, and spiritually, I want to encourage you to start by looking at who you are on the inside with Christ, because you can work your way out to the other things. Let me pray with you today. Dear Jesus, Help me to not neglect taking care of myself physically, mentally, or spiritually. Help me to seek you in all I say and do. Help me to determine to become my very best through your strength, the strength of your spirit and the work that you did on the cross. In Jesus' name, amen. When we are working on becoming our best versions of ourselves, we work on every part of our being. If you missed last week's show, you can listen to the podcast on iTunes at Kathy Weckworth, Your Best. For more encouragement and hope, log on to our website at bestlifeministries.com. And for more information about me, you can log on to kathyweckworth.com. Hey, thanks for being with us today. And until next time, I encourage you to go out and be your best. Yeah.